Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. from the hottest topics coming across our news desk. I'm Victoria Wickham, Housing Wire's newest digital producer, and this is The Daily Download. Today, Alcina Lloyd interviews Walter Huff, who is the owner and CEO of the Huff Real Estate Team at Keller Williams. In this episode, Huff joins The Daily Download to talk about why there has been such an uptick of seniors aging in place and how this is impacting America's housing supply. Huff is a senior housing professional and housing wealth advisor and delves into the reported increase of young Americans choosing to live in multi-generational households and how COVID-19 has impacted this. But before you listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Today, I am joined with Walter Huff, who is the owner and CEO of the Huff Real Estate Team at Keller Williams and is also a certified senior housing professional and housing wealth advisor. Thank you for joining us today, Walter. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. Of course, of course. Well, Walter, tell us a bit about yourself and your team. This is my 30th year in the business. Um, we've been serving home buyers and home sellers in the Denver metro area. And it certainly has been a long, long ride. And, and we've experienced three to four different real estate shifting cycles. And so currently, this is a cycle that no one's ever seen before. So we're just uh, staying in learning base and we're just helping our community. Well, thank you for letting our audience get to know a little bit more about you, Walter. Let's dive into today's interview. In your intro, you did mention that you were a senior wealth advisor. So it's perfect for today's topic as we're going to talk about America's baby boomer generation. For some background, U.S. baby boomers, the 75 million Americans born between 1946 and 1964, now own about a third of America's housing stock, representing about 32 million homes. But as more baby boomers choose to age in place, it has nearly created a gridlock of housing and a nation that has already had a significant inventory shortage. So my first question for you, Walter, is why has there been such an uptick of seniors aging in place and how has this impacted America's housing supply? Well, I, I tell you, um, uh, the, the studies that I've been seeing that there are 10,000 uh, Americans becoming a baby boomer a day. And so we're starting to see an uptick of the mature audience and we're starting to see baby boomers take consideration. Can they actually age in place? And what does that really mean? You know, typically the baby boomers have bought their homes over 30 years ago and when they were had families and now typically their kids have moved. Do they really require all of that space, that big home? What are some considerations that they do need to think about when choosing either to rent or move out or stay in place if it's gonna be a retirement property? One of the things they need to consider is the affordability. Let's say a mature baby boomer decides, hey, you know, it's time to the right size. I like to say right size instead of downsize. One of the things they need to consider is the affordability. They have enough equity to buy another home, but what they need to understand is for the long term, 
Do their current income, their financial stability, does their term, does their long-term costs that's involved, property taxes, insurance, HOA fees, and utilities, all these things will be due whether you own a mortgage or not. So affordability is one. The number two point baby boomers should consider is the equity that they have in their current home. And this is why you may be able to apply that equity to purchase your next home. That's why maintaining a healthy amount of home equity gives you a source of emergency funds that you can tap into by way of home equity loan or reverse mortgage. Number three, maintenance. As you know, as we get older, our homes needs maintenance upkeep. Are we going to be still able to physically clean our gutters, rake the leaves, shovel the snow? Or do we consider living into another property that has that type of work being done for us, like in a condominium or townhome with low maintenance needs? And lastly, convenience. How close is our home to our children or grandchildren? Would relocating to a new area, would it make those visits from the family easier? Will we have more frequent visits from our family? Those are all factors baby boomers should consider when choosing a home to retire in. So I heard you mention that a lot of seniors, when they're considering of whether or not to age in place or move, is whether or not family is allowed to fit into this decision. So it brings me to my next point. There's also been a reported uptick of young Americans choosing to live in multi-generational households rather than purchasing their own homes. My question for you is, given the COVID-19 pandemic's impact on employment and wages, is this trend likely to continue? Absolutely. One of the major benefits of being a part of a multi-generational living accommodation is shared expenses. By bringing in family members and resources together under one roof, families can collectively address their expenses, allocate their finances accordingly, and you have a great potential to even save more. The formations of family household will forever be changed with this COVID-19. And I, I'm waiting to see a study of family formations categorized by racial group. I think builders are going to react to that. Architects, even the, the, the construction of rooms, how many bedrooms, how many rooms would be on one level, how many bedrooms would be in the basement. Just I just think this multi-generational family uh, formation is critical. Do you think that has a lot to do with how COVID-19 has impacted people being able to afford housing in the first place, whether or not they're able to go to those jobs and make sure that they get a paycheck to pay for their rent or pay for their mortgages? Is this why we're probably going to see more of an uptick of people deciding to live with their families? I think so. I, I, because every there's so many positives there. Now, uh, like I said, shared expenses, um, just being able to to keep an eye on mom, keep an eye on dad. I think jobs from an employer standpoint, I think they're looking at this as well saying, hey, this is a benefit. Now, it doesn't benefit the employer for keeping these brick and mortar buildings, but having the flexibility to allow their workers to work from home, um, I think we might in the future be able to we'll see some different tax code implications on more people working from home. What implication would that be on home-based businesses since people are working from home? It is a gig society for our millennials. Um, so it's just, I think we're still scratching the surface with this COVID-19 and housing and uh, the formations of families, the uh, businesses, the, 
the millennials, you know, they're expert at the gigs aside, having different gigs. So I know that doesn't answer your question completely, but I just think it's fascinating. It is fascinating. There's just so much we honestly don't know as an industry. And each day we're learning more and more and taking it day by day. So it's always helpful to have insight from people in the industry like you that are on the grounds learning and dealing with this sort of a topic each and every day. We're learning more and more through you too. Well, yeah, thank you. And, and, and one thing I love about Housing Wire, I get on it every day. Because if you're not in the know, it's a disservice to the communities that you're you're helping, you're servicing. And so there's a lot of stuff that's going around that's not true and it's not factual. And so I rely on Housing Wire to, to have a factual narrative, so to speak, if that makes sense. You bring on these experts and I tell you, I, I, I don't know what I would do without Housing Wire, to be honest with you. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. I know Housing Wire loves to provide that information to our audience. So thank you for that. Um, so my last question for you today is, do you think there's anything you think our audience needs to know about baby boomers, aging in place, or real estate? Well, as the baby boomer or the mature adults age, as you know, that's one of the biggest fears. I've read study after study. One of America's most fearful thoughts are, will their retirement be exhausted? Will they outlive what they're saved up for retirement? And so we have to take a a more critical view on how we look at retirement planning, retirement income. Typically, the baby boomers will receive Social Security. Typically, I have some type of uh, individual retirement account, you know, 401, a pension. That is typically, it's been known as the three-legged stool for retirement, social security, pensions, and a individual retirement account. We must now introduce the fourth leg on that stool and it's called house equity. As you know, most of our wealth in America is built right into our homes. So we must be able to have that conversation. How can I use the equity in my home to possibly supplement my current retirement income? We're starting to see a lot more research on the benefits of having those conversations about home equity and how it could be a valuable option in creating sustainable income. So home equity is very important asset for Americans retiree. And so I think it's it's important that we think about how to best use it for retirement planning and generational planning for our heirs. All right. Well, thank you so much, Walter. That was extremely insightful. And I hope that information was great for our audience. Thank you so much today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the daily download today. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on the news of the day as we continue to share the hottest topics in the industry every weekday. Lastly, we just launched the August Housing Wire magazine that features a complete redesign in all new sections. And if you sign up now, you can help us give back to the NBA's Open Doors Foundation since we're donating $5 for everyone who posts a photo of them with the August magazine issue, tags us, and uses the hashtag HWGivesBack2020. And yes, you can take a digital picture of the issue as well as a selfie. So with that, it's a wrap on today's episode of The Daily Download and catch everyone here again.